yeah. I've gotten inside my soundboard, boys. Oh no. Oh man. Yeah, but you don't have the you don't have the one sound effect that we need. Oh, the boot to the head? No. <laughs> Which one? He got boner. <laughs> I think I may start drinking. How would that help? It won't. <laughs> I just figured I'd ask if it was going to help. Right. I don't think it is. Jeff, give us the intro. Wow, Mike let's, is like, let's get let's start this. Out. Let's get this shit. Let, let's, let's pass this kidney stone of an episode already. <laughs> really? Is that where we're at? God. I feel like it's Monday. I'm fucking pissed off at the world. Oh my god. Little moments, folks. All right. I have a music off, please. <laughs> By the way, what happened to you guys? I was on time. Actually, you were early. Well, we said, well, I said 7.30. Yeah. So I was late. I was, I, yeah. I crashed. Uh-huh. I got home. I took a shower because I was a sweaty mess from busting my ass all day. Oh, so oh I, boy. I took a shower, ate dinner, and I, I crashed. I took a nap. Good. Good, good. Because I was. All, right. all the times you guys give me shit for being late. Oh, oh, the one time you're on time. Got it. Okay, yeah, I'm entitled to this one time. I will take victory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we can go for two in a row where you're either early or on time. Let's see if he even goes for a three-peat. You know what? You know what? I will take that and I will triple it, okay? Well, I have no way. There's no way that I'm going to be late now. Diamond. Tripling would be a three-peat. Uh, I can't be late now because right. I put it out. You're, you're stuck the world. at home. Yeah, I'm stuck at home. <laughs> No, 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 I think it still can be done. Well, he was sleeping, I think, the one time. You're right, exactly. That's exactly how it's going to happen. Is he going to be like, oh, he's going to take a little nap and forget to set an alarm clock. <laughs> well, well, Mike's feeling cocky, so we'll let him start with his uh, day. I had a good week, though. I had a birthday this week. Uh, yeah. I'm birthday. older. Happy to and, uh, you. Happy birthday the, to you. It was last week. Well, my big brother, happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you, Ivan. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. By the time I, the show comes, by the time the show comes out, I'll have, I'll have, I'll be a year older as well. Yay! That's going to be a year, but you know. <laughs> That's okay. Somebody sat there and said, "Happy sixty first. I'm like, "No, <laughs> not that old yet." <laughs> joking but i'm like that's but had a nice, really had a nice birthday and uh my sister joined for a video chat uh to watch the blowing out of the candles had a uh, nice uh chinese food for lunch that day cool and i got socks and underwear which is exactly what you need in quarantine so Oh, wait, you actually have to go out. I was going to say, Ivan and I don't need socks or underwear. We really, well, we kind of do, but we don't. Uh, followed I, uh, Jeff's advice and started watching Last Dance. We'll get into episodes three and four later in the show today. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Although I'm, I'm kind of raring to go all on that. Before. I know, I know. Yeah, Jeff's, I know you are. Uh, Jeff's sportsy senses are tingling. 
Yeah, they're tingling. It's not even. It's not even my sportsy senses. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. This yeah. Is like this is like this isn't even sportsy. This is like life blood. <laughs> you know? How many how many Bulls games you've ever been to, Jeff? That's hard to count. You lost count. How many times? Oh, yeah. you've, I mean, not just like for press. I mean, just like to. to... Oh right. Well, and from so through the first three P, we had season tickets. Oh okay. So that's a lot then. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I said I lost count. I can't tell you how many bowls. Right. There's a lot of home games. Do. Yeah, in there. Yeah. That, uh, between home games and playoff games and 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 that stuff. Yeah. No, I. It was funny. We got tickets because we got tickets because we I weren't uh, kind of we kind of wanted to my dad and I kind of wanted to go to the NBA All Star Game and. Um, you automatically got tickets if you did season tickets. And we figured, oh, sure, that'll be fine. And, you know, we figured, oh, we might be able to sell the tickets off and we'll go to a few games here or there. And and then it would be – and, you know, we'd make our money back and it'd be all good. Well, that's the first year that the Bulls really took off, and that was like their first 50-win season that they had had under Jordan. That's the year that Jordan's first MVP. At that point, the tickets were like – the tickets were like gold. And it's like, you know, think we might keep these for a while. And, yeah, we would regularly, you know, we would regularly sit there and go. Actually, it was funny. What we would do usually was we would sell off the entire season for the most part sometimes. There were seasons where we sold out the entire season to brokers. And then what we would do is the games that I wanted to see, they would actually get me better tickets than what we had. Huh? And the tickets we had were phenomenal because I don't know how we did it in the old Chicago stadium, but we had mezzanine seats and they were practically half court and it was, it was, they were great. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously great. You, you, you just, just couldn't have gotten a better seat okay. and, mm-hmm. and tickets were not bad. Tickets were, I want to say tickets were 40 bucks a piece. Wow. That's cheap. For mez. Yeah. yeah. No, no, now. Good luck now getting forty dollars in tickets to go see a Bulls game, even when Probably it's shitty. At a zero or something. Yeah, I don't know. something like that. Uh, yeah. I'm Ivan. You ever been to a Bulls game? Uh, two, two, two Bulls games. Uh, both you know them, about are... about what years? You know about? Um, uh, I think I went to. I think it was ninety four, and then I think I went again in ninety six. Yeah, I I went to one Bulls game in '94. Was during Jordan's first retirement, or his first hiatus, or whatever. Wasn't that the time when he went to uh, go play baseball? What was Jordan doing in uh, between the first and second three peat? Baseball. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Baseball. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, he went to go play baseball. He played yeah. for the Bird. Ivan is correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did he play? The, did he play? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't the Sox, was it? No, well, no, he, he did play for a Sox affiliate. He played for. They're going to talk about that. You know, yeah, they're minor league. Talk yeah, about that, of course. This is all. This is the Michael for, Jordan show. So yeah, they're going to cover. Right. It. He he played for the Birmingham Barons, which is a minor league team, which is a minor league team for the um, for the Chicago White Sox. The interesting thing is, the manager of of that team is Terry Francona, who later would go on to manage. Who's like 
later go on to manage like the Boston Red Sox when they won championships. So it's interesting because they crossed paths there. But um, yeah, oh, I guess yeah, he was he was out of basketball for two years. There's there's rumors and theories and conspiracies. I'm not getting into any of them because it did happen around the time that his father died. To which even to this day, they still there's still a lot of un unexplained aspects of a lot of it. So yeah, um, but but I'm sure. I'm sure that'll come up and that'll get talked about quite a, uh, a, a, a upcoming because yeah. we haven't gotten that far yet okay. in the, in the right. documentary. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll get more into that uh, here and later in the show. Um, uh, Ivan, your, 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 your audio is chopping in and out. Yeah. Like, get it out. Let me try now. How's that better? Uh, yeah. When the thing is we, when someone, when two of us try and talk at the same time, you're like chopping in and out. Well, I see. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. The rest of my week, uh, yeah, it's dealing with uh, stupid fucking people. Uh, that was my uh, week. Uh, I go into the store, and um, by half to one-third of the customers aren't wearing masks. Uh, well, that's going to change, I it's think. It's going to change right? in a couple of days. Uh, Although I just saw something about some sort of some idiot downstate like is, is like trying to make an injunction so we, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I was trying to uh, get a... Was it like a restraining order or something like on the? I forget yeah, what it no, is. They're impugning our freedoms. Okay. Oh, along with the thousands of people in Chicago getting together for. A I party. saw the headline on the news. They blurred out the Facebook video, but it was a house party, and it was assholes and elbows. The whole room, like yes. a huge living room of people, yeah. violating the stay at home order. Yeah, all Idiots. close proximity. Some of them. Only a few of them wearing masks. Everybody's huffing all up in there. It's just like, and that was the one room where the disc jockey was at. Okay, they didn't show you the other rooms that were filled with yet more people. Hmm. I'm it's, telling you that it, it, it maybe it's funny because there was the ABC put out a poll where they said eighty percent of the people are back in are back in stay at home and feel uncomfortable with this stuff. I swear, I feel like I'm friends with like. The 20% who all seem to, like, have this brain fart of a brain where it's like, oh, yeah, we should be able to go outside and we're impugning our freedom and see what the media does. And it's like, yeah, what in the hell is going on with you people? Yeah, I just saw a headline like one of the protest leaders in North Carolina. She was uh, protesting. And guess what? She now tests positive. Uh, yeah, but she hasn't. Uh, she hasn't gotten any symptoms. But yeah, she now she tests positive for COVID nineteen. Well, and that's you know here we go. You got a lot of them pushing that agenda, where certain states more than others. And of course, as yours truly decides, he's going to tweet about liberate, liberate, liberate. Yeah, let's go ahead and just freely kill people without giving it a second thought. Well, and my favorite just, is my favorite on all of this is, is the things that, that some of these people. It'd be different if some of these people were gonna were gonna sit there and say liberate for things that make that people really really need but it's like i should have the right to go to applebee's and go for dinner i should have a right to get a haircut yeah or get a haircut (laughs) come on stop it you're fucking crazy Mm -hmm. i mean you're really fighting for the right to have a haircut that's what you're fighting for yeah, I know. Yeah, last those those weekend. I think it was the last weekend that started. Uh, these protests started in earnest, 
And you see these the people like they look like preppers. They're wearing the tactical vests and they're carrying the rifles. Uh, yeah. Now see, I see. I'm a responsible gun owner. I'm not one of these dumbasses out here wearing the uh, dressed for war because you can't go to because you can't go to great clips. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And it's like, okay, you can't go to Great Clips, so why are you blocking? Why are you? Why are you blocking, are you blocking hospitals? Because the thing is, is that it's, it's, in a way, it's become. Well, let me put this in a way that's a little more diplomatic. Just being. You all don't like, have to. All right. Well, all right. Okay. Just people just being. They don't see it, so it's out of sight, out of mind, and they're they're. It's like a Schrodinger's. I think some some yeah. said that's like everyone has it, but nobody knows that they have it, or everyone thinks everyone else does. Well, my and then there's the other part of it, which is, see, it was overblown because see, no, in the end, no. Yeah, they started the saying it might be like two million people, and now it's right. like fifty thousand. Right, and it's like, well, see, then it was overblown. Well, no, it's it ain't not. over yet. <laughs> Well, it's not even that. It's like, Far from over. Those numbers would be higher if we hadn't done it. That's right. So yeah, that's just. I, uh... I, it's it's frustrating uh, for me because I work in the retail field. Sure. And and I I work at a hardware store, and there's manly men who come in who are working on their cars and their motorcycles, mm-hmm. and they're tough guys. And I'm gonna not gonna get no virus. I'm not gonna wear no mask. Right. So we'll see what happens in a couple of days see, when the, part that the mandate becomes. Me the most. Yeah. That's the part that bothers me the most is is that is that it's you know it's the part where there are people who like you who it's like okay great. Um, Thanks for polluting my space. Right. It's like okay, I want these people. Here's the question I have for you, and I don't know if you can answer this or not. Pose your question. I know here. I know here, like the local grocery, one of the local grocery stores here in the area was like, you will not come in here without a mask. See, I had to go to a bullseye store. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh-huh. And um, and there was there were the two entrances. One of them was blocked and the other one you had to walk in and out through. And one person was up front constantly wiping the handles of the shopping carts check-in to be sure every uh-huh. single person has a mask when they walk in. Now, I don't know if we're going to be doing that, but I hope we do. I hope we kick people out. I have uh, friends, co-workers who, ha- who work at the Niles. Um, there are stores in Niles. I know Niles is mandatory. And uh-huh. and it's the, the big blue retailer that everyone knows so well. Uh-huh. And they had two people at the door stopping people. Because no, you have to wear a mask, otherwise you can't come in. And they've had well, to call right. the police. Like I said, the they've Mario. had to call the police multiple times because people get belligerent because you're infringing on my freedoms. Well, my well, favorite is like so Mariano's, which is nearby where you were talking about. Cause yeah, it, it was like it's over technically Glenview kind of Morton Grove. It's right on the board. It's right on the line. Yeah, and um, and yeah, so I was I was in there. And it's like, yeah, you can't go in there without a mask on. But that doesn't stop anybody when they get in there when no one's looking around from like, oh, I'll take the mask off while I'm in here. It's like, okay, no. really? I still get, I still get people 
pull the mask down so they can talk. And then they put the mask back up when they're done talking. Or or they're walking around with it, with with covering their mouth and not their nose. Or they just go ahead and put a hole in it so they can smoke your cigarette. I actually read that today. You're kidding me. What? Come on. No, I've not seen that yet. Oh, that's just dumb. Some lady actually put a hole in her mask so she could smoke her cigarette. Isn't that some shit? So anyway... Uh, my week's been. I'm not dying from not so so no COVID nineteen. Yeah, the COVID nineteen gonna get through my like cigarette. Normal. It's like a it's like breathing through mask because there's a filtered cigarette. Yeah, yeah, now it's a, um, yeah, now it's a filtered cigarette. There but, you go. Yeah, not bad. I've had a not bad of a week considering. You know, I'm still here. I'm still healthy. You know, yeah. still knock on wood. Still doing still what dead. I'm doing, and I'm a uh, one more trip around the sun. So, so Jeff, how was your week? Uh, you know, my week was, my week wasn't bad. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think what, I, I feel like lately I'm trying to remember what, what I'm doing of late. I, I, um, so I found, uh, something where I've been doing, uh, there's, there's a site called user testing and it's an online site and you, um, you kind of like do reviews of people's websites and stuff. So I've been picking up some extra bucks that way. Okay. Um, in between. And it's, it's, it's not a lot of money, but at least it's kind of easy peasy and not too hard. And, you know, you know, you, you start to amass enough of these things and it's, it's worthwhile. Um, but yeah, you know, so I've been, I've been doing that. And then, um, it was funny. I got to, I'm midway through, Episode seven of Picard. Ooh, you're not and, done. You uh, couldn't finish an episode. I I had something that I had to do. Okay. Otherwise, I would have. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not. Um, it's all right, but I just I don't know. It, it, there's something about it where I'm just like, yeah, all right, okay. That's I mean, nothing. Nothing is. Maybe maybe the last one and a half episodes get get a little bit better, but. Yeah, there's some things where I, I literally am. I'm like watching them, and I'm like, yeah, I can see how some people were like, eh, it's all right, it's not great. Um, I, I get it. Are you liking? Well, have you, did you watch any of season two of Discovery yet? I really will get past the first four seasons of Discovery, the first four episodes of Discovery. Okay. I got this episode four, and I was like, forget it, I'm not oh, doing. Oh, this. you're out. Oh, you tapped out. Okay. I, I I got to the fourth one and I was like, you know what? I really don't need to do that. I, if anything, what I really need to get to while I've got this for the free month is I do want to get to the good fight because I've seen – I was always a fan of The Good Wife. And I did see the first season of The Good Fight. They edited, they edited out some of the adult content and they put it on um, CBS over the summer. And it was it was great, and so I'm looking forward to kind of checking out seasons two and three. And the irony is, season four just started, so we'll see. Um, I did catch a little bit of the first couple episodes of Westworld because they um, they had a freebie for a little bit, and and it's interesting. But I really feel like they've gotten away from the whole concept of what Westworld was in the first. place. Yeah, the original <laughs> movie, right? Right. Well, not even that. Just like it's like okay, they're just so far away now from like the park 
if you know what I mean. Yeah, right. It's not just the amusement park or the theme park or whatever. Right. They don't even, quite frankly, it's very little having to do with what's with the theme park at all. And it's like, that was the part that was interesting to me, but, or the part that was the most interesting, but it's not to say the other stuff isn't interesting. I just, I don't know. I, I just, Let me grab you. it goes, it goes away. I mean, I guess there's only so much you can do in the park, but I feel like you could have gone a couple more seasons before you went outside of the park, but everybody's always in a hurry now. Um, trying to think of anything else. Um, you know, I've been doing some Toastmaster stuff and, um, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be the MC for the keynote speaker for the Chicagoland virtual con conference contest, uh, not contest, uh, conference on Saturday. So I'm starting to get ready for that. And, um, oh, I know what I tried. I actually did an RPG virtually. How'd that turn out? You know, so we used what's called, we used a site that's free that's called Roll20. Okay. And it was, so you use the site and then apparently of all things we have to use to talk to people is Discord. Mm-hmm. And we, we used to record on Discord. Discord? <laughs> do we all remember Discord? I remember I Discord very well. <laughs> hated it with a passion and they're like oh yeah we use discord i'm like god shit um i can't stand discord it's it's a piece of garbage and in fairness it was a step up from uh messenger and through facebook yeah yeah when we first were recording the show yeah uh but yeah i in fairness for what they use it for it's a lot better than what we used it for so it's not so bad Although I still don't like, I still don't like it. I, there's a lot that I don't like about it in terms of that you have to literally just like my favorite was I I xed out of it, and then like in the morning I hear people going, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, what, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't actually disconnect. I just xed out of it." You mean just muted? Apparently so. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, or apparently it wasn't even muted. It was like. Because no one was on the channel that night, nobody said anything until like eight o'clock in the morning. I start hearing voices, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "You mean to tell me just clicking and xing out of it doesn't mean that it ex- it exits?" Like, this is so dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think the frustrating part about playing, I think the frustrating part about playing virtually is you almost have to use the cameras because otherwise you got to try to recognize people's voices. If you don't know a lot of some of the people that you're playing with, you almost have to try to recognize the voices and be able to differentiate whose voice is what. Right. And if it's a large enough group, yeah, it's hard to determine who who said what. I mean, we played with, we had a GM and six and six people and, there were points where I was just like, I don't know who's who or what's going on. Um, and then in the evening, I actually had to run a game, which was even more amusing because, you know, me and technology get along so well. Um, and I had a couple crash courses last week about how to run this thing. And they were telling me how I could make all these maps and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. 
that's that's not happening. Oh yeah, you put these tokens. You do. I'm like, yeah, that that's not happening either. <laughs> I'll hand draw something and put it up there, and take a picture of it and put it on there. But that, you're not getting me to do all this other funky ass stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to old school it and just draw a map and boom, here it is. <laughs> okay. I will work from this point. Thank you. But how yeah. do die rolls work? They actually have a mechanic where it will... It's on the screen? It, where it'll show you how to do a die roll. Yes, there's a way to die roll. Okay, it's on the screen. You don't have to like point your camera down to your table and physically roll dice. Well, it's funny. As GM, I was doing that because I, I don't want people to see my rolls. Right. Um, but as players, as players, there's a function that you can use to roll, and you just need to like kind of label what you just rolled, so to speak. So, okay. yeah, I, it was. If if my choices be, are between this or no gaming, I will choose this. Yeah. Better nothing, right? Be- better than nothing. I'd still rather be playing in person. But in fairness, I got to play with some people who normally I wouldn't play with. I'm sorry, Ivan. You're still chopping in and out. Like when Jeff's talking, I hear. Okay. He's an alien. Yes, I am. An, I'm a droid. He's from another planet. Is that the droid you're looking for? Which droids are they looking for? You know, the <laughs> ones with all the dank weed. Oh, okay. Straits are those. <laughs> he does know much about that, doesn't he? So anyway, well, anything else, Jeff? For obviously yeah. watching, just uh, that was your television. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, just um, I'm trying to catch up. If anything, I, I, in fairness, it's like it's weird because at points there's a lot of content, and then other points there's nothing, and and there's just so much free content that's out there that. Yeah, they're all vying for... Everyone's at home, so hey, here's a month for free, y'all. Yeah. First one's always free. Um, Speaking of which, how are you doing, Ivan? How was your week? Well, um, just filled with uh, accomplishment. Uh, Our car's fixed, yay. Yay. And, uh, yeah, I mean... With no particular place to go. (laughs) Yeah, but... Let's go ahead and get the yeah. uh, the old car and get that going. Uh, thank you, Carlos, and uh, you know who uh, did the work for us. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, well, I hung out with my mom. You know, watched a few crime uh, shows. She loves the crime shows. You know, the whole NCIS, you know, armchair lawyer type of thing. You know, so yeah. So my mom and I were doing a lot of that. You know, had some good leftover pizza from. Uh, I think it was Mama Lou, I think it was. I think. I'm not sure. Uh, great pizza pie if you ever get to the city. And uh, let me see what else. Uh, you know, I'm uh, hanging out on Twitch TV quite a bit. Which, thank you guys on Twitch TV. Uh, I love their platform. I mean, it was, it's very liberating. And uh, that, uh, as I've been going on, and if you've noticed, like tonight, I made some upgrades to the audio, so now I have total direct cableage right to my phone. So I'm cableage, to, direct you know, cableage. cableage. Yeah, Yay. cableage. 
And yeah, now the music goes straight to the phone, right off the uh, mixing board. So I'm real delighted. I had a friend of mine, Nathan, he's like, hey man, how did you do that? And I go, oh, it was just a little U-plug that I got from Wish. I paid shipping. Oh no, you bought <laughs> but, on Wish. That's a bad thing according to the internet. Wait, wait, wait. That was that What's was a wish. Eight months ago, it's a, it was an app. It's an app that you know you can get all of this stuff, really kind of nifty kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, you're taking your chances as a dice roll, but sometimes they come through with some pretty interesting things. I bought some hats off a of wish. I bought the plug for the um, telephone off a of wish, and. Uh, and then when I started experimenting with direct sound, I just put one, two, and three, and all, next thing you know, everything's playing really, really nice. So I lucked out on that. This was all before COVID, so just to clarify. And uh, so it just came to that whole situation. Yeah, it's an app. You go on there. They got interesting things for real cheap, but the only catch, you got to wait anywhere from two to four weeks to get it. But, you know. If you're not impatient about it, it's not a bad thing, but that's where I got the plug for that, and I've been experimenting and coming up with some really nice results. I'm real pleased, uh, Steve Sotskin, you know, we've been in touch with one another for um, W Remember Then Radio, so uh, any time the money frees itself up, yeah, I'll get the gear to uh, get on the air for that because, um, you know, that's uh that's something i'm really looking forward to doing that's gonna be fun and uh i'm just keep doing the twitch thing i just kind of shy back from the facebook and instagram thing you know and, you know props to that when when it wasn't a conundrum but now it's just like you know it's not it's not indicative to flow so mm-hmm. i just but i just went with that direction you know in the hopes that i guess something great will come of it so one can always hope right and just trying to you know play to the people you know, just so that way there's a whole different type of room going on that seems a little safer, a little more familiar. Uh, because there are a lot of people out there and they're scared. You know, they're upset. You know, they're confused. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot lot of confused people. people. Oh, scared yeah. and confused. I love that band. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's just the nuttiness of the whole situation, man. It's like we can do something to keep it sleep better at night, but uh, essentially, yeah, it's just a, well, need to do what? I'm sorry, right. Ivan, see, you can't, you're chopping in and out again. Yeah. Do, do what you need to do. Ivan, your chop wasn't, you, we lost your last sentence there. It says, uh, the heck with it. Anyway, but all right, but yeah, like it says, essentially, just uh, trying to, trying to do right by my fellow man and I get to sleep better at night, you know, I mean, been feeling pretty good since dad's been gone and um you know i mean yeah don't don't get me wrong i think about him in that but you know there's a comfort to it in its own self because it's um you know when you feel that you know you have that with your father and that he's not um you know not suffering so you know i feel good but okay let me move on to other things yeah other than that uh yeah had some, you know, wonderful meals with Julie. Always do. Yeah, she's a good uh, she's, cook. Yeah, yes, yeah, she, she do. She do cook them. I she cook them. And um, then, of course, you know, she uh, kicks my ass. I like when she doesn't cook with things. Mm. <laughs> and she kicked my ass in dominoes. <laughs> so, see, I see. I, you know, we taught each other, and 
now she's taking now she can be a pro. So but, like, you got to be careful though. Like when you're like you know sheltering at home with people and you're playing games like like I'm afraid like if I pay play like Monopoly uh, with some people, then like we might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You mean you mean the the, the game becomes problematic after no, a while? No, like the one episode of The Sopranos where uh, they're all playing Monopoly and it turns into a knockdown dragout fist fight. <laughs> oh, it's not just there. Yeah, it's not there. I've seen. I've been we to had... conventions where stuff like that has happened, and you know. Yeah, gaming conventions, right? Right. Yeah. Oh God! Wait, when I was president of Game Base Seven, we used to. We used to run. I I used to technically be in charge of the the Monopoly tournament that we Oof. would run um, at at Gen Con and um, Monopoly the stuff that people would do. Is, is it this was a, just like this no, is Monopoly, Monopoly you're not or doing that? Stop it! Yeah, the regular like you know Hasbro regular Monopoly. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Now just stop maybe because of the. Subject matter which we cover, I thought maybe there was another type of monopoly that gets played. Like, you know, oh, I'm they sure all... there is. Somewhere, yeah, there's variations on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah, I mean. I know what, I, what variation Ivan's talking about, but I don't know that. Right. Oh, one time uh, at the radio station, Ivan and I got in some heated uh, Scrabble uh, discussion. Oh, uh, yes, because there was, before this was the '90s, we didn't have the internet. Like, didn't have like computers accessible so we couldn't search to see whether the word was legit or not uh, <laughs> it had some great times man you know i mean i do think a good game of scrabble how about you jeff i still remember the time i can't remember if it was you or i who was working overnight and i because it was all we had to do was just kind of like check the, the signals and double check a few things and because it was just okay make sure rebel radio is going on and yeah. so I invited a few friends of mine over to play, like... That's right. What, yes, was Axis it, and Axis? Allies. I remember you. we Axis talked about this once. Yeah. Right. Was it Axis and Allies? Yes. Or was, it, was it Castle Rescue? It may have been both. It was, it, yeah, yeah, Ivan, yeah. Uh, I, Ivan got upset at, because the guy yes, had lost... Yes, he did. And he had a damn right to get upset right. because because this guy, Dave, who I, I don't talk to, and I, but is a friend of a mutual friend of ours... Um, kept setting up in a certain way where it would take us 20 minutes to set up the game. And, I'm sorry, it would take us an hour to set up the game and then we wouldn't even get through the first turn of the game because he kept on doing something where I was able to attack him and, and take him down in the first game, so there was the first turn, so there was no reason why like to continue playing. Wow. And I still remember because I was like, now look! <laughs> this freaking... This, Fucker up for the fourth time. You're not gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, remember we we yeah remember we did uh, talk about that one time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that. Um, Great times though. When you look back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, look at all the cool stuff we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I mean, we playing games. We're sitting there ordering food. We had shit. But but the one time we had uh. The bachelor party over at Weef and everything. PJ was there, and uh, we got the we got this uh, dancing girl, in the, you know, with the boombox and the whole nine miles for old boy. I don't and, think uh, I remember that. I don't think I was there for that one. 
Oh my gosh, that was hysterical. What it was, um, it was uh, one of the guys from was then BBX, I guess, was getting Lance. Lance, I think, was his name. Was, was getting, it Link? Link. Link. It was Link. He was a dick. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at the time, well, you know, he was having a bachelor party. Link. Right. Right. No. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't think I got invited to that, which is ironic because then later on, he was my boss downtown. Oh, shit. No, you didn't get it. Damn, I'm sorry. I don't think I, I, that had nothing to do with you. I think it had to do with him. Well, or maybe well, my reaction was, I'm not giving that fucker any more money to go buck wild with a bunch of half, half broken down strippers that. <laughs> I think my reaction was, I'd rather just go to Heavenly Bodies and have a good time. And, okay. Know. So the thing about it was, we get the, we get the lady down there with the with the boombox and everything, and uh, and next thing you know, you know PJ was just starting to come through for a few sessions, you know, for a few broadcasts, mm-hmm. and he happened to been there, and he goes, "Oh my, what have we got here?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you know, bachelor party," you know. I'm like. I must. I blew the entire check on the party, which didn't fare well with my situation at that moment. But it was worth the fact that everybody had a nice time, and the boy went, went smelling like he had been through a burlesque show. I mean, my I heard he got into a lot of trouble the following day for this shit. And but uh, because uh, um, we were gonna do it at BBX, and then BBX mm-hmm. says. Nah, you bunch of reprobates, you going down there to EEF, you want to do that shit, you go over there. <laughs> well, that's what we did. <laughs> that's a small-ass room for Yeah, that those are, shit, studio you know, A and B are not, they are not very big. Oh, no, he's probably thinking oh. in the main room. Oh, yeah, the main where, lobby area, like the, the office lobby, in front. The main lobby, that's yeah. still pretty small. I feel like it had, like, four people comfortably. <laughs> Otherwise, you're getting or in people's grill. <laughs> right. 20 Saturday Assyrians. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and of course, you get the times we had the live shows and shit where uh, there would be like six musicians and it was like, okay, would you guys have any aversion to doing an acoustic set? Next thing you know, everything's like broke down to like the smallest common denominator. Remember, that was the good. You know, Tony uh-huh. Rod got a, a new band called uh, Tiny Bit of Giant's Blood that's making the rounds now, uh, Tony Rogers. And, you know, it was trippy because he came to the record store one day and um, he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, yay, we recognized each other right off. He was peddling the last good double album uh, set that, you know, he had just released. And I ended up picking that up, and that's really cool. So if you happen to see that album around, check it out. It's great. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Tony Rogers, now he's involved in this kind of a glam rock type of thing called uh, TBGB, a tiny bit of giant. So Tiny bit of what? <laughs> tiny bit of giant's blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the name of the thing he's doing currently. So, uh, that kind of like Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Hold on, you know, baby. So... I need to take a little bit of this here. That just, that, yeah, that's code for, like, tiny. That's yeah. code for Viagra, isn't it? Tiny baby bit of giant's uh, blood. Think- Unless you're thinking of CBGB in New York, that uh, that one little club that like you know broke the talking heads and uh, that you know doesn't just... exist anymore, right? That's gone. Who CBGB? Yeah, that's long. Yeah, they gone. totally broke that down, right? That's gone. That's not even yeah. existing anymore. 
out. I mean, but it's just like it's like legendary. They had the foresight to go ahead and set up a four track recorder and a video camera setup and shit. They were busy doing like videos out of CBGB, and I think television got discovered there. I think Talking Heads got discovered. Oh, a lot there. of people. A lot, a lot of people got discovered people there. Got discovered there. I mean, that was like that was like the place to be at that moment in time, man. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So the beauty of it is, yeah, that's what CBGB. Maybe that's a take on that whole thing. I don't. But but yeah, the old cramped studios of the Weef and how couldn't possibly social distance in those places now. No, no social distancing. Yeah, okay. No. I've been doing no. a couple of jigsaw puzzles. Okay, what you where'd you go to this week? Uh, we went through the cookies one, uh, the Nabisco cookies one. Oh, okay. I I like, like the... this is like like five hundred piece puzzles from the early eighties, and I'd made these couple couple of these puzzles in in the past. But the thing is, is that the problem is, is like like the newer puzzles today, they can include a complete photograph of the whole puzzle in the box with all the pieces, not just the cover. Right. The thing uh. is, with the the cover isn't doesn't cover the whole puzzle. Oh. So like, like uh. I say, about eighty percent, eighty to nine, nine maybe almost eighty five percent of the puzzle is shown on the cover of the box, but the other fifteen percent, you got to guess. Well, they, I mean, they, hey, they, there's a challenge, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, interesting. There's a challenge. Hey, guess what it looks like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, just, a, just a question, though. Uh, do you piecemeal your puzzle pieces by color? Well, or first we do... first we build the border. We we take all the border pieces and we make the border. Okay. And then you kind of sort them out. You know, we just kind of we match the pieces' colors and they kind of do like mini assemblies and find out where it eventually uh, connects to the border to the frame. Yeah. Okay. And you go from there. So, no, we don't we don't have like piles of color uh because it's all I know in one that, pile in the middle. Yeah, okay. Because there are some people that'll actually just well, me included, and uh you know, will take and like put as much of the blue or blue in one and much of the green, green in another, and then uh whatever tends to come up, you go into each pile and it makes you know, you make your connections that way. Yeah. So you know, some people do it that way. I mean, I do it that way. Uh, but I know, I mean, but I haven't done a puzzle for when. But I remember I used to like doing them. Uh, yeah, do you? Uh, how about you, Jeff? Um, I don't know. Puzzles always. I mean, uh, when was the last jigsaw puzzle put together? Good lord, who knows? <laughs> I I have no idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you. Um, it was funny. My reaction was going to be, does Tetris count as a puzzle? Hmm. Um, <laughs> Technically, it's a puzzle game, but right. it's more of a game yeah. than a puzzle. That puzzle is something you piece it together, you know? Tetris is something you piece together. See, I I had Tetris on my phone, but I need the D-pad. I need the, the directional pad like you had on yeah. a Nintendo controller or a joystick. Which you don't, yeah. you got to swipe, and it's hard to do on the phone. So, oh yeah, I would like I have it on my PS4, but I don't have uh, uh, it on my. You phone. have the great music there. Do, 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 yeah, the do, Nutcracker do, Suite. Do, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. 
Yeah, all the <laughs> Russian music and all that. Someday you're gonna fall down some of those YouTube rabbit holes and they learn the the history of the guy that created the game Tetris. Yeah, I mean we we need the the RBA baseball music theme that we could be playing. Wasn't it technology? What's that, Ivan? Wasn't Tetris a Russian technology? Well, it was a game invented by a Russian. Okay. Ah. Go down the YouTubes, find a, look it up on YouTube. All right. No, I mean, I, I you just kind of jogged my memory because I was just thinking, man, that, that reminded me of something I actually saw about that. And it just kind of brought it back to me. Ivan, or Jeff, you ever do anything like that? You like fall down a YouTube rabbit hole and just like, you watch like YouTube for like two hours? You know. Go from video yeah, to video? I used to work overnight, when I used to work overnight at Sporting News. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a little, you know, working master control is a little bit different than working as production. You know, I, I, as I tried to explain to family members, it's like, it's like, it's like a good, a good day is nothing happened. Right. And to them, it just never made sense what that, how that could be possible. That I was like, yeah, nothing, nothing happened. And they're like, they're like, well, something had to happen. I was like, no. And they're like, well, that doesn't sound right. I'm like, no, it sounds right. I said, I, I said, you need to understand, if I ever come home and tell you a whole bunch of things I had to do, that means bad things happened that night. <laughs> and there were a couple nights where I, a couple times, where, and, and, thankfully, the, the amount of times where I came home saying, oh, what a night. I had to do this, this, and this. And, of course, my family's like, oh, that's good. I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> No, no, that's bad. No, no, going out in the middle of this, going out in the middle of the snow and cleaning off the satellite dish is not fun. No, no, it's not. Yeah. No, no that's not fun. Not at all. Or no. oh, we're on the backup generator. Oh shit, I have to call somebody. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think one of the funniest adventures was when it snowed in that we had that huge snow in March, and I had that uh, I had that uh, that Chevrolet Beretta, you know, the car that almost killed me. Remember, Mike? I remember oh, it distinctly. Yeah, I mean, here it is. I'm driving to the radio station, and uh, well, guess what? We had like almost like two feet of snow happen within like a small amount of time, and so I'm like driving. Next thing you know, I got smoke coming through the steering wheel column and shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, you know. So I'm rolling windows down, and I'm looking out the side, and then I got onto the shoulder of the expressway. Well, I'm like trying to downshift the car to stop the car, but the car wouldn't stop moving. So I had to jump back into the car, get back on the expressway, out all out in the inside of this fucking cabin and everything. So I get into the Weef parking lot. I come around the corner, and finally I just hit the neutral, let the car glide in, the parking thing stopped the car all this fucking snow comes falling down into the car on top of the car and i had left all the windows open so three like several hours later the interior of the car was closed it was full of snow mm. <laughs> what a yeah that vehicle <laughs> intentionally tried to kill ivan i mean it had yeah. it was like christine too 
Yeah, I mean, I remember when I had like, um, I almost like, uh, you know, it was like uh, uh, carbon monoxide. You were breathing raw exhaust before it hit the catalytic converter. It was the raw exhaust was leaking into the cabin from yeah, the engine. I, yeah, I was fucked up that night, man. Yeah. Boy, and that's uh, how you stop COVID nineteen right there. <laughs> Some raw yeah, engine exhaust, unfiltered. That's what we should do. We should sit there. You could do your trope, be like, if you eat the raw engine exhaust, everyone, you're going to love it. It'll be fine. You're going to be fine. Right. I can't do it as well as you do, Mike. Yeah, I, so yeah, when I worked for Sporting News and I used to work overnight, you know, there's only so much you could find in YouTube. YouTube was kind of new at that point. Right, the internet but, in general as far as video files, yeah. Well, no, just YouTube in general, so... Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more Wild Wild West kind of yeah. in yeah. terms of what you could find. Like, I didn't have HBO at the time, but magically I was able to find, like, this week's Entourage in four parts. That was always the amusing part. The way they right. got around everything right. was, okay, we're going to bring it into small parts. Pirated TV like, videos, yes. Yeah, <laughs> to do that. Or, That's not too um, far off. I mean, like, maybe yeah. like 10 years ago. Um, that was mm-hmm. like the thing where you could find like, right. TV episodes split into like two or three parts. Right, right. I feel like I watched like a right. good amount of like Everyone Loves Raymond that way. Yeah. I watched because YouTube watched videos were Justice had to League be Unlimited. less than ten minutes. I remember. Right, right. I watched a lot of Justice League Unlimited. Mm. I remember there were a couple times where literally I got into the office and there were movies that were first line movies like. I seem to remember, like, yeah, I didn't have likes. to go to the show to watch Ghost Rider because it was, like, up there in, like, 15 parts. <laughs> and I knew, like, if I didn't watch it now, it wasn't going to be there in the morning. And sure enough, I finished it, and then it was, like, it was gone. Taken down the right, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't spend money for that <laughs> shitty-ass movie. Um, <laughs> I saw that on cable many years ago after, you know, it come out. The Nicolas Cage where... one? Yeah, that Nicholas yeah. Cage one—the first Nicholas yeah, Cage not, one. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that great? Where, where the, the, he's uh, he turns into Ghost Rider, and at one point he like does the finger wag and goes, uh, 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 and you're oh, like, God. really? No, really. yeah, yeah. That's that one what was Ghost Rider not, looks like, or what do you do? Impressive, yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> so okay, well, you got any news uh, to talk about? We, any well, nerd stories? Depends. We can the, the, nerdy the, stuff. The, well, there's definitely some nerdy stuff. I just, it's a matter of where we want to go with things. Yeah, um, we'll just go, let's kind of th- just throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Did anybody, so that Scoob movie that we talked about is going to go straight to home video. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that too. I would not I have feel... paid 15 bucks to see that, no. I'm still not going to pay that kind of money to go see it. Uh, so there's that. Um. So I guess we're revving up for HBO Max to show up on the 27th of May. And it's funny. I want to find out some things because I have AT&T did, uh, phone service. So I'm curious if the, I'm going to get any access, any freebie to get on HBO Max at all. Um, but um, one of the things they, they released, and I put it on the Squares page, is they had a trailer – for the new Looney Tunes that they've made. Oh, okay. Um, not bad. 
intriguing. I, I don't know that that's really... You know, I don't know. I, I thought it was intriguing. I, I, I like the idea that they're putting out new Looney Tunes product. I will say that. Okay. Um, I think that it's long overdue and long deserved, quite frankly. That but it still has that, uh, that, that classic kind of feel to it? It's not like a modern kind of spin? You know... They still in that same style? It's on our page. Okay, we'll it's check it out. It's on our page. It, 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 looks, it looks more old school. Okay. Even in the, like, the design and the look of it, it looks more old school. Is it, uh, is it more uh, Sussinger or more like... Um, oh, you're going to ask me questions like that? No way, I'm not going to be able to answer that shit. <laughs> or, you know, is it like Chuck Jones style type animation? I'm not sure. Well, I presume that if it looks like the original stuff from like the 30s and 40s, then it might be more like closer to Chuck Jones's. Then I think yeah. they, they do a little mix of what it looks like, but there's some of that in there that it looks like that. Yeah. Right. And then, um, yeah. I don't know where this is. I don't know what network this is going on, but I guess um, Leverage is coming back without Noah Wiley. Okay. But I don't know where. I thought I saw Mike saw that and thought it was interesting. But oh, okay. Well, it's nah. I don't watch it, so. <laughs> so they. Oh, I thought all... you said you did. I don't know why you No, it wasn't me. No. Tiger King. Shaggy. Wasn't I even? Me. I saw Tiger King. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. How, How many go? episodes you watch? I got through two episodes. I couldn't do anything past two. All right, what, I got through one. That was it. So, what'd you yeah, think? I, uh, no, I mean it's it's it's. Well, they're all three doing the same exact shit, uh, only on different price levels and in different opera, operational situations. It looks like a mudslinging, you know, uh, penis measuring match, you know, between these three people. And it's just, uh, you know what? <laughs> I was like, you can't, you gotta be kidding me, man. You know, really? Uh, I, 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 no, yeah, man's on that thing. <sighs> wow. Wow. What we have, what, what we have, look, some people have lowered themselves to, man. You know? And then, of course, the whole, oh, the husband is nowhere to be found. Well, you know, she fed, she, she fed the husband to the, uh, to the lions and shit. Tigers. Like, or tigers. And bears. Oh my. Yeah. Carol so. fucking Baskin. <laughs> that, no relation to Baskin fucking Robbins. It's yes, the Baskin Robbins had to put that out saying no relation to Carol Baskin. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness for that. I'd never walk <laughs> over in those fuckers again. Baskin Robbins always finds out, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, yeah, I couldn't get through yeah, I was like first episode I'm like, okay, I've I've seen what this is about, I don't have to see the rest of it. But some people like they eat it up. They yeah, I mean, some people are like, Oh my god, I can't wait for season two. I'm like, oh, what no, no. Like no I got you know, It's killing what? brain cells faster than uh any uh controlled you beverage. Know, I mean put it this way, it's weed gone bad. That's how that is. I'm like it's oh meth. that's bad. <laughs> So uh, the other thing is, and we have this trailer up too on um, on the Squares page. Apparently, they're doing what they're calling the "Not Too Late" show with Elmo. Um, did you catch that, Ivan? Yes, I did catch that. All right, what do you think? What do I think? 
I think it's great. I liked it. I liked it a lot. They tried I, to bring back the Muppets show, and it, it died nice after like one season. No, but this is more. This is more like the Elmo meets Fallon kind of thing. Exactly. He's but, got this Fallon-esque, right. if that's a word, you know, tendencies in the show prep. I mean, he's got the band Cookie Monsters on the old mic, you know, as the announcer, you know, straight person, you know, uh, situation. Yeah, you know, and I, I just like... And they bring in guests and they do other stuff. And it was funny because it's like, I guess the show is going to be... A, they call... Elmo at one point makes a comment about how it's the not too late show because he has to be in bed by seven thirty, which I right. thought was great. Yes, um, it made it cute. It uh, did. It's, it's it's the kind of show where you sit there and you look at it and you go, "If I'm an adult, I could watch this show." Or, or uh-huh. at least the way that the trailer was, "If I'm an adult, I could watch this show and I'd be amused." If I'm a kid, I could watch this show and be amused. Um, and, yeah. and in fairness. I think mm-hmm. I put on my page personally. I was like, "This is the show I didn't know that I wanted that I bet I bet I desperately need to see now." Yeah. Um, in terms yeah. of that, it brings that kind of element to it. So well, I was very impressed by it, and uh, I can't wait to see more. And you know, it's yeah, and, and it's and okay. And if you look at how the you know, Muppets and stuff have been shifted in recent years actually say something actually come out of this caliber, you know, after, you know, a, a while of its absence. I mean, yeah, they had the, they had the, the, the evening show, you know, ABC a while back. That, that went, you said one season. I thought that went two seasons. No, I think it's one. This one? Okay. Anyway, but the thing about it was, yeah, I think yeah, I tune in, I check it out, you know, I mean, it yeah, is that... interesting because it is interesting because it's like technically Disney is the Muppets, but I've never now I'm thinking about this. Uh-huh. Now I'm thinking about this. I've never seen Disney do anything with the Sesame Street characters. No. Which is that makes a different me think that ball that's of wax? Entirely different. Well, that's the that's the children's television workshop. That's right, PBS, and I know they right. have a deal with HBO. Right. They do. Yeah, they do because they—that's where they do the new—they do the new shows. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but Dad, I—that's—I I was just thinking about that because I'm like, wait, how are they doing the Muppets? And I'm like, you know, now I'm thinking about it. Although it's weird because Kermit's—they do have—I have seen Kermit the Frog every so often still on set, like on Sesame Street for certain mm. things. So I wonder how they do that. Well, maybe maybe uh, Kermit was a f- uh, free agent between both. Friends. Maybe that and that might be possible. That might be what it is. Is is yeah. that that's yeah licensing? You know, um, I think for that premise, you know, because you know you got a commodity. You know, if you can share it and everybody profits from it, why not? Right? Right. Uh, right, any other now, news? Any other trailers? Or obviously everything's you know, being delayed further. Uh, yeah, I feel like everything's kind of like. Yeah, we lost uh, Tokyo Toy Fair and Wonderfest have been delayed. So I think uh, if not totally canceled. So that sucks for us uh, in the uh, 
Japanese, uh, at least the new, they're the gateway for some of the uh, the newer uh, action figures from Japan, uh, as far as Bandai and Takara Tomy and whatnot. So that's, uh, that sucks. <clears throat> so, uh, some Star Wars news. Um, yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't pay that much attention to it. But yeah, Rise of Skywalker will be available on Disney Plus on May fourth, as yeah. well as the mini. I guess they're doing the eight part docu series about the Mandalorian. I talked about that briefly last week. Yeah, so I'll watch it because Mandalorian was real good. So, uh, uh, and I guess the end. The 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 Clone Wars series is coming up. So. I'm just getting, I'm hearing good things. Do you think uh, there's going to be another, um, another, um, another you think what? Be, uh, do you think there'll be more episodes of the, uh, the Clone Wars after this or no? No, there'll be another series. They, 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 this, they said this is the, the conclusion of the Clone Wars because the show was canceled when Disney, uh, so when Lucasfilm bought uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, okay. so they they ended the show abruptly, and they never got a conclusion until now. So, oh, I see. Okay, and this is the conclusion leading up to Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think Dark the only Lord other things I can think of are: <laughs> it's been announced that Jeff Johns is gonna is gonna produce the Green Lantern show for HBO Max. A lot of HBO Max news uh, because this yeah. is. They're rolling they're, out. They're, yeah, they're 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 leaking out the little press. Uh, right. So yeah, a lot of HBO building hype. Max news. So that's you know, the question to me. You know, the question I have with the Green Lantern thing is: look, if you don't have enough budget, then it's gonna yeah, be that's worthless. gonna it's gonna look like he's just standing there in a green costume. Yeah. If they if they don't have real budget for this, I mean, you're almost gonna need movie budget level. That's yeah. Because he's a lantern, he can't. He doesn't just fly. Well, and then you've got all the villains that you might have to fight. Yeah, right. He's got a lot of cosmic villains that do crazy stuff, so he can't right, have him yeah, just standing he, like you know, like CW land. You know, right? Can't do the like you know the do the heavy dialogue cheat. <laughs> you know, can't, can't can't like sit there and be like, "Hey, I have firestorm," but he doesn't do half of his powers. For most of the freaking show, That's because right. we can't Thank afford, you. we can't afford. <laughs> Thank afford you. The, uh... I remember when I first saw Firestorm on was it the Superpowers team uh-huh. on uh, the end? It was one of the Hanna Barbera uh, Justice uh-huh. League or you yeah, know, Super yeah, Friends or whatever. One. Yeah, with uh, uh, Dark Side, and yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen Dark Side. But uh-huh. anyway. Yeah, with, without budget, yeah, your Lantern show is going to bomb. So hopefully they'll do it right. Yeah, or or when they did the Iron Fist show on Netflix, it's like, I can't find my chi. The problem is <laughs> that your chi, the problem is they had no budget. Yeah, and all the fight scenes That's were in the, the dark problem. because you're using stunt doubles. <laughs> yeah. So dark you can't even tell what the hell's going on. It's like, yeah. well, I don't even know what's happening there. Let's like, hope they with the cardboard backgrounds. It's like you turn on, it's like you turn the brightness all the way up and you still can't see what the hell's going on in there. <laughs> it's funny, people get mad when I talk about the Marvel shows on Netflix because they're like, oh, they were so good. But I'm like, they spent a whole lot of time talking 
Yeah. And then they would get to where they're supposed to be, and they they would talk some more, <laughs> and then it would be really really dark, and I. Can't can't see a fucking thing. Yeah. The Marvel and- Netflix shows, they got a bad rep. And of course, oh, last, uh, was it yesterday, uh, was the first anniversary of the release of Endgame. And yeah, if I had, wasn't watching the da- uh, the last dance last night, I'd have watched Endgame last night. Yeah, we do. We, yeah. That, well, yeah. No, I wouldn't have. I, oh, I know what I was going to mention. So, um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, this is kind of a Chicago thing too, which is, so last week was the last episode of Empire, um, which they lost. They lost like three episodes because of or because of COVID nineteen. And so how did they know, how did they finish the series? You know, they finished it kind of. I, I gotta be you know between the fact with all the stuff with Jesse Smollett and then they lost three episodes near the end you know there's a lot of they they, they hit the basics of you know Lucius but really in reality this show once once they didn't have Jesse Smollett they kind of went away from a lot of where they were going and I think at times they kind of jumped the shark a little bit um, it's too bad it's too bad at one point it was the hottest show on TV it, it really was. was yeah it, it, it was the biggest show on TV and you know, everybody wanted to be on that show. I think I can't remember who who I think was, it was or Dynasty wasn't on of its that show. Uh, yeah, it was it was right up there, with, like with Knots Landing and Dynasty. It's still, in some ways, it still is because some of the storylines got very hot. Kind of Dynasty, Knots Landing, Dallas at the end, like yeah. like um, the one son, the older son, who's bipolar, all of a sudden had uh, just start starts to have a split personality, and the split personality is the illegitimate bro- older bro- younger brother of of him because he need because when he died they took his heart and put it in him and then he's trying to control andre and i'm like oh really? what exactly yeah exactly this is like soap You're, opera shit what is exactly yeah. right serious some serious soap opera shit that like even like you wouldn't even see on like days of our lives anymore. <laughs> You know that level where it was like, okay, you what? Did you watch like old Days of Our Lives from like the nineties or something? Did you want like what? Why don't you just make him possessed too while he's at it or something? Or yeah, I yeah I yeah. It's just too bad because it started out as an interesting show. It it could have been a real it, and they tackled interesting subjects because they talked about things like especially for the from for the black or african-american community which is you know you didn't see black characters talking uh, talking about mental illness you didn't see black a black man talking out there talking openly on a a tv show talking about being gay you you, that 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 just wasn't happening you know so i mean that's where empire kind of broke ground in some ways and unfortunately for chicago that's money we lose because there's another show that we lose. Thank God Dick Wolf got paid a whole bunch of money. So all those Chicago Med, PD, whatever the fuck he's got going. <laughs> you know, Chicago uh, Dog Catcher. Yeah. yeah, Chicago Dog Catcher. Why not Chicago Dog Catcher? Sure, why not? <laughs> you know, Chicago Hot Dog Vendor. No ketchup. <laughs> That's right. What happened? I beat his ass. Are you 
should be being possessed. I'm going to have to take you in. He wanted ketchup. Oh, that's okay. Let's okay. Go. Move along. Move along. Yeah. yeah, move along. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here at all. <laughs> nothing to see. There, there, there's nothing going on here. Here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Uh, trying to think of anything else. Oh, and I haven't gotten a. I have on the DVR. I've Godfriended me, but I have a, the fi- the series finale, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't think that it should have ended this soon, but we'll see. Maybe somebody will pick it up. Um. Never say never in this streaming world of excess content. So Jay Cutler got a divorce. <laughs> Yay! From Kristen Cavallari. I kind of feel like he outkicked his coverage. Hmm. I mean, she is kind of smoking. Yeah. It's not, but he just was not, the best... Sorry, go ahead. Not about the looks. It's not always about the looks. I guess. I, all I'll say is, so she's had a... She's had a show on the E! Network, like a reality show. And the irony is, is the best fucking thing on that show is Jay Cutler. Because just, it's Jay not giving a shit. Like, well, apparently gay, apparently Jay doesn't give a shit about more things now, so. Yeah, well, no, but you know how, you know he had that look on his face, like, I, they, the resting, I don't give a shit face. Yeah, the yeah, we, had, and, we saw a lot and, of that, just by, right. pretty much and almost after every stuff, play. Right, and all the stuff that you sit there and you looked at, like, literally, Jay's, like, screwing around watching, like, the deer hunting channel or some shit like that, or dumb, <laughs> dumb stuff like that, or, or, I mean, he literally, or, he's watching, like, the bird feeder outside on video or some shit like that. I mean, he's just, like, it's like, it's like, I've made millions as an, as an NFL quarterback. I got nothing. I got. I ain't got shit to do. I'm just gonna fuck around here, talk about hunting and watch TV and fuck oh, around. Fuck about nothing. Kinda. Unless <laughs> it's like his, like Kristen Cavallari's assistants would like come over and like tell him to do things, and he'd be like, "Yeah, whatever. Shut up. Go away." <laughs> like well, literally, we... he had to teach one of them how to park on the, like a. We wish Jay shit. Cutler's ex-wife all the best. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I think that's probably the better way to put it. Any other news? <laughs> nice topic. I don't know. I, I'm i sure there is, but I don't remember what the hell we missed or what we haven't talked about. Yeah, I, I guess we're, talk, we're, we're up to last dance. Yeah, I guess we can, yeah, we'll go into our sports of the squared here. Yeah, it's not really we can... sports of the square. There's really not much else to talk it's about right now. Drama so. llama. Uh, man, I thought they kicked the drama up a couple more notches. So, yeah, upon your uh, commentary last week, episode 96 of Squares Round Table, where Jeff mm-hmm. spoke in depth about parts one and two of The Last Dance available for streaming on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll check this out. So I watched episode one and two. I'm like, okay. Thing is, is like when it's on demand, they bleep mm-hmm. out all the swear words. When you watch oh. it live, when you watch it live, all the f bombs and s bombs are still there. Oh, okay. So did you see three and four live, or did yes. you? Okay, good. Because there's Jordan. Jordan is like... Jordan's man. He's Jordan's, yeah. Jordan's choice. He was. In, in he's swinging, man. He was out there swinging oh like it with a machete. God. 
Yeah, he, well, here's what we learned 30 years later. The Bulls still fucking hate the bad boy Pistons. With fucking passion. And, I, and not just Jordan. Not just Jordan. No. Horace Grant, 30 years later, they're a bunch of little bitches. Yeah. Bill Cartwright, who who usually is the stoic Bill Cartwright, is like, yep. He's got a look on his face like, yep, we whooped their ass, <laughs> and I'm kind of happy about it. Well, part three, they dealt with... Um... Robin. Robin, right. And part Rodman, four, they yeah. kind of they kind of threw in a little bit about Phil Jackson. Phil, Phil yeah. Jackson, yeah. Yeah. And his predecessor. Uh, yeah, Doug Collins. Yeah. So yeah, three and four, uh, it's interesting, three and four are kind of seamless mm-hmm. because there's a lot where they kind of run between the two, the two episodes, whereas one and two are very bookend, very bookended where it's like, one is pretty much it's really clear it's about Jordan. Two is really clear it's about Pippen. Yeah. And three is kind of like, okay, we're ending off with Pippen. We're going to talk a little bit about Rodman. We're going to talk. We're going to we're going to still go back in time a little while back. Yeah, and, and they're still the following the timeline of that last season where Pippen is still is getting off the injured list, and Rodman had to up his game to help support Jordan. Right. You know, I think that's my biggest complaint on all this is that, you know, this was billed to a lot of us as we have exclusive locker room and and practice film that nobody's ever seen before from the 80 from the 98 season. Yeah. And, and they come in in like 30 second clips. Right, and there hasn't been a lot of it. No, so. we haven't seen much let yet. I mean, it, 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 I would rather that they had built this as, look, this is the 90s Bulls anthology, which I would have been a little bit happier if they had said that instead of how they're doing it because I'm like, you're not showing me a lot of, you're not showing me a lot of the real back behind the scenes stuff that happened in 98. You're just not. There, there, there's, I mean, there's a few things here or there. Yeah, they're um, they're following the chronology of the season so far, like the right. meet up to the All Star break or whatever. Well, right, they're doing that, but in the meantime, they're really kind of, they really are going as far back as okay, here's Jordan, here's all the years of everything. I mean, because it's like, okay, we're kind of like following the chronology of nine of ninety eight, and yet at the same time, by the end of the the fourth episode. We're just we're just naming the Bulls champions in '91. Yeah. So it's almost and, like and Jordan's a ascension kind of to his yeah who has become like synonymous with Bird and and Johnson. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so I, I'm just curious. So in terms of last night, takeaways of anything interesting or amusing? Because I've got mine. Oh, just the whole thing about the drama with the Pistons walking off the court uh, in the playoffs after they'd worked so hard they and they, they got beaten because they were able to defeat Jordan, thus defeat the team. So the following season, they came back as a team, as a more cohesive unit. So they, yeah, they, uh, what, what, instead of like taking some summer vacation, they all went to the gym? Yeah, well... So, so I'll start. 
So there are a few things that I thought were interesting. One, so they talk about what's known as the shot, which is the in '89. In '89, the Bulls end up in the second round playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nobody thinks they're going to win. They do not have home court. Right. Ironically, I remember at the time, even the Chicago <laughs> sports media wrote, right. wrote them off. Which is really funny because at the time, and I found paper that I still have that says this. I was one of the few people as a kid who was like, oh, we're going to win in five. We're going to win it on their court. Everybody's like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, we're going to win it on their court. And it was funny. I remember when, when it happened. Uh, people were like, wow, how did you know? I'm like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> that's how I felt it was going to go. Um, that we weren't going to be able to win it at home. We we're going to have to win it on the road. Um, so to me, really, that is the, mo- the most defining moment in Bulls history. Because that's the moment that the fortunes of the entire franchise change. You know, that that is the the moment in which the franchise moves beyond where they've ever been to, to what we can t- what we see and talk about now. And, and to me, it's one of the most interesting moments too, because it, it's the real first big, big, huge bulls win that, that propels them. And even to this day, I mean, just watching it is just amazing. Um, I can watch and they that. Were, and they were underdogs still. Yeah. Um, I think the most interesting part of all of that is, so they don't talk to Craig Elo, who's the guy who ends up guarding Jordan. But it's interesting because Ron Harper, who later on ends up on the Bulls and is on that 98 team, they found they found film of Ron young Ron Harper, who was on that Cleveland team at the time, talking about, at some point talking about how he wanted to guard Jordan for that shot. And Lenny Wilkins, who is like one of the – he might still be the, the winningest coach and the most wins in, any, in NBA history still. He may not. I don't know, but at the time he was. Um, told him, no, we're going to have Elo cover him. And the reaction that and Harper has – Harper and classic. Jordan. They were like, no, that was, they both said that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just makes Elo look stupid. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's not Elo's fault. Elo wasn't a bad player. It's just, he, he, he had a great career. He had a good, he had a solid career, Craig Elo. If anything, I feel bad. In some ways, I feel bad for the, for the Cleveland Cavaliers because that team never ended up being what it should have been. And they were a solid team. But they ran into the Bulls in in 88. By the way, Bulls were not supposed to beat them in 88 either. Um, In 88 either when the Bulls had home court and they played them in the first round and it went five games. Um, And that's the other thing that's interesting is they talk about Bulls-Pistons. But Bulls-Pistons for me started in 88 and the second round of the NBA playoffs. And it was vicious. Um, I mean, it was just. It was just vicious. So, and that's when that's when everything kind of started. Yeah, they even said not, like the physicality between the players—you couldn't get away with it today. Well, I mean, when I say physicality, I mean there were times where literally, you know, I I remember regular season games where, like, 
Cartwright and Isaiah Thomas are like brawling. Uh, there's one game where this was still in the Doug Collins era, where Doug Collins got into it, got into it, and was in the middle of the fray, and Rick Mahorn threw him into the scorer's table, threw him over the scorer's table. Wow. Um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, although there is my all-time favorite, which is, I can't remember which playoff game it is. I'm watching that Jordan goes to go up, up goes go up for a layup, and gets he, he gets mauled by Lambeer. And the pet and the Pistons are on a fast break, but I'm still watching down on the other side of the court because I'm still pissed because I think Jordan should have gotten the foul call. And so Jordan's back there, Lambeer's back there. Jordan looks to see if anybody's looking around. Dex Lambeer, <laughs> Lambeer, of course, starts beating up on Jordan. Refs turn around. Blow the whistle. Technical Lamb- foul, Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Nothing for Jordan. <laughs> so, you know, I always laughed about that stuff. But, yeah, so to me, to me it was interesting because Harper talking about I wanted to cover e- I wanted to cover Jordan. It would have got – I think it would. It might have been different at that point. That was hard to um, say, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right, but it is interesting – because I always wondered why why did you have Elo cover him or why did you single cover with Elo? Why didn't you double cover with Harper and Elo? Or you you get the idea. Um, and and it, you know I don't know why Lenny Wilkins did that. That's part of the reason why they never ended up beating the Bulls. Is is something along those lines. The other I'm trying to cherry pick some things before we get to the really amusing stuff. The um, Jerry Krause dancing on the plane is hysterical. Yeah, who was carrying that 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 video camcorder? Was that more like exclusive footage, or was somebody with a high eight camera? I don't know. I don't know whose that was from back in the day. I have no idea. But but Jerry <laughs> Krause, after they win the championship, yeah, they're the on the Learjet. Yeah, on the on the on the Bulls jet, where everybody's going, go Jerry, go Jerry, is hysterical. <laughs> that that's. I mean, that's the last thing I would have ever expected Jerry Krause to be doing. But um, yeah, might have had a couple of uh, adult beverages or something. A so, so the courage. other let's let's get to the fun part, which is. But they still, the, they still, they they kind of they they kind of what the kind of what to say they kind of didn't emphasize as much, but they still kind of had you know, especially the press coverage, uh, was still had like Krause and and Reinsdorf as the kind of the. Yeah, they it, it, they they kind of take a back seat. You know, yeah. the villain of episodes three and four is Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> yeah, the Pistons. We'll get to that. They took over for minute. Jerry Krause the first two episodes. Yeah, and, and in fairness, if there's one thing we can all agree upon, as much as <laughs> as much as we all sit there and talk about about Jerry Krause, it's like, you know what? Here's the one thing all all the Bulls will agree on: Isaiah Thomas, dick. Um. But we'll get to the fun part, which is, and Ivan will get a kick out of this. So they had Carmen Electra on Ivan. 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 Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Okay. All right. Go ahead. They had Carmen Electra on, and I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm telling you right now, Carmen Electra today. She still looking, looks good. Looking phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my what? god. And but why did they have Carmen Electra? Uh, talk yeah. on this uh... because apparently <laughs> apparently 
So Rodman gets permission to go on a 48-hour vacation to right. Vegas. When, Pippin, when of Pippin's off the injured list, Rodman yeah. wants a vacation. <laughs> okay. And, and Jordan's like, if anybody needs a vacation, I need a vacation. Okay. <laughs> Dennis, needs, Dennis wants a vacation. And it's like, how much time do you need, Dennis? It's like, how about 48 hours? And Dennis is like, oh, yeah, sure. And Jordan's like, there ain't no way in hell he's that, he, that this fucker's coming back in 48 hours. <laughs> okay. Sure enough, Robin's not back in 48 hours. It takes him a week. <laughs> okay. And they don't just send anybody to go get him. They send Jordan. Oh. They send Jordan to Vegas. He knocks on the door. Who opens the door? Naked Carmen Electra. Oh. Whoa. And she's like, I'm so, I was like embarrassed. I'm like hiding behind the couch and like trying to cover up. And I'm like, that is awesome. It's like, now that's a story right there. That's hysterical. Oh, yeah. It's like. And we have some of that for news. We have a couple more good Rodman stories for News of the Square that we'll do later on for later in the week. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this one. I was kind of trying to save it for that, but there's some good there's some good stuff from from about Rodman for that. So um, that'll work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was done to me. Was I'm dying. I mean, I don't know about you, Mike, but I was just dying hearing that story. Mm -hmm. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay. (laughs) And and see, that's the thing about the 90s Bulls, too, is it's like, okay, that's part of the rock star status. It's like, okay, you got Rodman, and and he's hanging out with Carmen Electra, who who at that time was on Baywatch, which was one of the biggest shows in the world. Hey, I mean, you it, know, up and everything. Yep. Yeah. Right. No, so Rodman's I mean, getting some like, of that. Right. Yeah. Well, well Rodman's getting more than that, but we, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I still remember. I don't know if you guys might remember this or not. So Rodman, and I can't remember what year the vi- this was. There was a victory party, and they put it on. I can't remember what local sports chain. What local local channel had it on? And it was a big party, and they had it down at the at Excalibur, and and Rod and it was featuring Rodman, and I want to say it was Tim Weigel who was the host of all people, and and Rodman brings in these girls, and they're just drooling all over these girls, and there's just one blonde who, on a scale of one to ten, is like a twenty five, and like Weigel's like drooling all over her. <laughs> And, and and here wait we haven't even gotten to the best part three days later there's an article that's like yeah she's a transsexual <laughs> she was a <laughs> it's a man baby she's a yeah not exactly a woman <laughs> Rodman apparently went and found the hottest transsexuals in the city yes and brought them to this thing and they were live on TV and, 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 and the best is, like, Tim Weigel has got, like, his tongue wagging at her. And, like, half the people there have their tongue wagging at her. It's half, that's probably half the reason why he did it. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I mean, that's like a typical Rodman move. And, oh. yeah. Um, oh, my God. Eric, oh, my God. Yeah, no. no so other takeaways from episodes three and four, uh, we got to see uh, more players. No. Um, yeah, we finally so, got to see some players. We finally got to see Horace Grant. BJ and yeah, Will BJ Purdue. Armstrong. Uh, we saw, we briefly saw Judd Bushler for, who was a role player for those teams during those years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, we see a lot of Steve Kerr, and the only reason I feel like we see a lot of Steve Kerr is because Steve Kerr is the current head coach of the Golden State Warriors, and and, and so it's kind of funny. Um, who we haven't seen much of is. We briefly saw Ron Harper, but we saw we saw young Cleveland Cavaliers Ron Harper. We did not see Ron Harper, Chicago Bulls Ron Harper. Um, he's not really been on this so far, which is interesting. Um, you check and see if he's still alive. Oh, Ron Harper, yeah. Okay. Oh, Ron Harper's still alive. Right. Absolutely. Oh, very, very, very much. Uh, he's very much still alive. And um, is there a player that's pen, that's passed along that you would have liked to see on this documentary yet? You know, it's funny. I don't think there's been. I don't think there's any that I'm aware of. There's not a Bulls player from that era who that's passed on. That's passed on. Okay. There are some interesting people who we don't see, like for example, Stacy King was on the first three peat team. Stacy is currently Stacy went on to, to to coach ironically in the CBA before it got killed and we'll talk about that in a second because there's a reason to talk about that and then ended up being a bold broadcaster and still is and so I'm a little surprised we haven't seen Stacy King at all and um, as, as as somebody to be talking because certainly they have access to him um, we get Paxson here or there. Yeah, Paxson seems a lot more, say, more like a like a politician. Well, keep in mind this is Paxson. Well, keep in mind this is Paxson, who at the time when they're they're taking, they're getting him recorded is John Paxson, head of the Chicago Bulls, John Paxson. Right. You know, so I'm sure that it seems like his words are a lot too. more measured. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. But yeah, the be- honestly, the best, the probably the best moment of the night is, is Isaiah trying to explain. Yeah, and the then they off. show the video on an iPad to Michael, and he's just shaking he's like, his I don't head. Even want to fucking look at this! I don't even want to look at this. He got twenty years. I'm sure he got an excuse. He's still. I don't care. He's still. A, he's still I'm full a, of I'm shit. Just, I'm still an. He's still an asshole. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. They showed the footage to him. He's like, I can't even remember what George says. He's like, that's fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah. literally, he pretty much says that, too. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, so let's, let, let's talk a little bit about Isaiah Thomas here for a second. Okay. Which is, Isaiah is now, because I've seen this now today, Isaiah is on a little bit of a tour to spin... His legacy. Revisionist history. Revisionist history. Because he has taken a lot of damage 
from this and certain other things from being part of the Bad Boy Pistons. And all of a sudden now he's trying he's trying to spin his legacy um, for certain things. Like, for example, and this will be probably brought up in the, in the next couple episodes because they're going to talk about the Dream Team here in the next few episodes. And, um, and Isaiah was left off the Dream Team entirely. And the talk is, is that it was Jordan. What I find interesting is the head coach of the Dream Team was Chuck Daly, who was Isaiah's head coach. So, you know, go figure. And it's interesting. But so he's still – Isaiah's still mad about that. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Isaiah was trying to spin it today that it was just the rite of passage thing and that he has taken more damage from all this and, and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, what nobody talks about with Isaiah is Isaiah, first of all, Isaiah's from Chicago locally. He might he might be if he's not the best player local player in the history of of Chicago basketball, he's in the top three. Maybe for sure the top five. Okay. Isaiah wants to be like the darling of Chicago. Okay, he really does. And unfortunately, he went to the Pistons. And Michael Jordan came here. Hmm. And, yeah, you know, I think he's always had a problem with the fact that he's the local kid, and yet he gets crapped on ridiculously because, you know, Michael Jordan. Um, Not to mention, you know, there is a part of it where it's, yeah, the Pistons were kind of the, the bump in the road between the bird and magic show to the Michael Jordan era of dominance. Absolutely. Absolutely, without question. You know, that was the next era. You know, they, they were kind of the, in the meantime, here's our, here's the Detroit Pistons. So. so, Ivan, now, being a Chicago citizen and living in the downtown area, do you see the evolution of the, the, the growth and the rise of the Bulls reaching mainstream startup and more and more people wearing Bulls T-shirts and caps and whatnot. Uh, any thoughts on that commentary and seeing that firsthand? Uh, yes, it was a big allegiance at the time when, uh, you know, the, 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 the two in a row, the three-peat. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it became this established, right. you know, unified movement right and like it was just after a couple of years after the they were still riding high on the bears winning the super bowl in 86 and so yes. and then 88 89 here comes the bulls uh-huh so it just it just it, it just snowballed is what it did because um the, the things that you know back at the beginning of it you would have been, never had thought that would have become but ended up later yeah. in their late and, season so, Not to say yeah. that there weren't any Bulls fans in Chicago before, prior to Jordan. Yeah. But, but, but he, how how Jordan propelled the Bulls to worldwide stardom? Well, yes, because, well, I think both as a team player and, in a, and, a, and an individual athlete, uh, you know, so there's two things working from within that. So uh, he's, should I, can I say he solidified uh, the, 
the Bulls as a team into something of a working machine where they just played from one off another and that he was the center pin and off they went. I think it's that safe to say on that. You know, that that, yeah. uh, that, that Jordan, you know, he, he made, <laughs> you know, he made a great team greater. Yeah. Well, like you said, like there's no I in team, but there's an I in win. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Exactly. That sounds oh, like yeah, something that, Michael that was, Jordan was, would say. Well, as right. long as we're, we're, we're in that direction, I thought the interesting part was, was, you know, they gloss over quite a bit with Phil. With Phil Jackson? With Phil Jackson. Where, I mean, they give you the basics, but I kind of laugh because, but, you know, I can't remember who made the who, – I know it was one of the players. It may have even been Jordan at one point who called the Big Chief Triangle. Um, you know, um, you know, the players didn't all necessarily buy into Phil's bullshit about like where he would hand them all books on on the big road trip that we used to do the circus trip and all that stuff. Some they some of them didn't buy into that stuff or or, or some of the stuff that he would do. They wanted um, to well, winning a few championships can, you know, change your opinion on things. Well, even when they won championships, there was still a little bit of that, oh, here comes the book shit again. <laughs> um, okay, you know, yeah. He was he was deeply into that whole scene, man, you know. Right. So, was, so that was, you know, hoping that in the hopes he thought that maybe some of that would have rubbed off on his team members and it just instead rubbed a few of them the wrong way. So, well, they don't. It's funny because they talk about Phil Jackson, the player. Okay. And and what they don't, they kind of talk about it, but they kind of gloss over it, which is Phil, Phil is, they kind of talk about hip, Phil being a hippie or hippie dippy in comparison to most NBA players. Um, <laughs> what they forget to talk about is, is, so Phil, one of Phil's best friends was Bill Bradley, and Bill Bradley ended up being, you know, uh, I can't remember what the, at, at one point he was in either George W. Bush or George, either George Sr. or George w. George w. Bush's cabinet, and at one point he was a senator. So, I mean, Phil was always very more, more socially and politically and yeah, Phil. I mean, they talked about it a little bit where Phil supposed shows up not dressed properly to not get the job, and and literally, like Jerry Krause had to basically be like, okay, here's what you need to wear to get the job. Okay. Uh, and even then, and even then, there's stories about how like Jerry Reinsdorf was like, I don't know about this guy. I'd like to hear more about how Phil Jackson came out from under like from behind Colin's shadow. Um, there's an interesting look. So we can talk about, so let, yeah. So, so the, the thing is this, so there's all, they, they kind of explain a little bit of that in, in last dance. And in fairness, I kind of see where they were coming from, which is Phil Jackson was really the guy who at the time was, 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 was ratcheting up the Chicago defense at the time and he really seemed to have a clue 
as an assistant about how to how to how to basically do certain things. And I was aware of the fact that Phil had had coached a team to a championship in the CBA, which you know I've mentioned the CBA a couple times. The CBA is the Continental Basketball Association, and it used to be the minor leagues of the NBA. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist anymore. And the reason it doesn't exist anymore is because someone bought them and mismanaged them and bankrupted them. And so they don't exist anymore. Want to take a guess who that was? Uh-oh. Oh, Jack. We've talked about him a couple times here tonight already. That would be Isaiah Thomas. Uh-oh. Oh, burn. That would be Isaiah Thomas. Not to mention the fact that he w- he would later go on to wreck the Knicks, too. And there was talk of sexual harassment issues. But, we, you know, <laughs> you know, oh, the story which everybody gets- does, nobody talks about now. But the great Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you mean the one who fucked up the Knicks? <laughs> that Isaiah Thomas? Mm, I mean, throwing shade. He, uh, uh, he, he Look, <laughs> man, I, I call it how I see it, which That's is right. he had... One good stop as a GM, and that was in Toronto, and it was a short period of time, and they kicked him. The, he kicked, they kicked his ass out of there fast, which was shocking at the time. But given the fact of what we've seen since about him, like pretty much putting the NBA, the CBA in bankruptcy to where they don't exist anymore, and then what he did to the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks still haven't recovered to this day. Wow. I mean, wow. they're still a mess now. I mean, although, by the way, Phil Jackson, by the way, recently was running the Knicks. Didn't do much better, by the way. Hmm. Um, which is why I always laugh about Phil wanting more power and wanting more power than Jerry Krause. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know that Phil knows anything about being a GM. Sure enough, he's proven that one. Uh, he didn't last very long in New York. Um but, well, um, okay. Uh, any uh, final thoughts or uh, what you're looking forward to, well, episodes no, five and just, six? So, to, but really fast to answer your question, yeah. Phil Jack, when I first heard Doug Collins was fired, I was, I trust me, I was shocked. I'm like, oh my God, the fuck? Why, why would you fire Doug Collins? He, he's great. And it was interesting because it was like, they fired Doug Collins. Oh my God, what the hell are they thinking? And the next thing I heard was they hired Phil Jackson. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good hire. That, yeah, that, that'll work. And, everybody, and it was funny because people who didn't know the Bulls very well were like, what do you mean that's a good hire? I'm like, oh, no, Phil Jackson's really good. Phil Jackson really knows his stuff. This will go out. This will work out really This will work out well. But what parts agree, of I, his resume did you say did resonate with you? Was I like, okay, then that was a good hire? Um. The, the, the fact that he had, a, he had won a championship with the CB with, in the in the Continental Basketball yeah, right. Association, he had he had he had been with the Knicks when they won championships as a player, and under Collins, he really was pretty much running the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league at that point, and the and what he was for the Bulls. I mean, he was really Collins's big main assistant, quite frankly. Um, and so it made a lot of sense, you know, uh, and, and you know what, there is some truth to some of it with, with Doug, which is, you know, this is the part they don't talk about. And I kind of find it interesting. They don't talk about it at all. 
there was a quote about we don't think that Doug Collins can take us from point A to point B to point C. Mm-hmm. And we think Phil, well, Phil Jackson can. The irony is, is they aren't wrong. Doug Collins would go on to coach a few other places, never took anybody to point C, which was a championship. Never did. Okay. Not anywhere. Um, so, you know, did, did I think... Did I think Phil was going to be a Hall of Fame basketball coach? No. I thought he'd be really solid. Yeah. I thought he'd be an upgrade from Collins. Oh, you thought um, it, you 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 were you knew right away that that Jackson was an improvement over Collins. Yes. But Collins as and, as this video kind of shows that Collins was a nurturing element to Michael Jordan's rise in the Bulls. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. Um without question. Phil, Doug Collins doesn't get nearly the Doug Collins kind of gets the shaft in all this in some ways. Um, although it's ironic because now Doug works for the organization um, as a consultant, works with the Bulls currently, uh, and Jerry Reinsdorf loves him. Um, so go figure. Um, but yeah, they they seem to think, and, and Kraus seemed to be the one who was noticing it. And in fairness, what I saw at the time, I was only like. When it happened, I was like, I think I was 17 or 18, but I had been following the Bulls pretty religiously. And when I heard it, who they picked, who they switched to, I was like, yeah, this is this is some, this isn't a bad move. This isn't a bad move at all. This will be fine. Yeah. Um, if anything, it might be better. And I would, and that bore out to be true. Um, the only other things I'll mention about with this episode that I thought was interesting was they really kind of. The Scottie Pippen migraine thing, when I was a kid and when that happened, nobody bought that. Nobody bought the, oh, he, he, he was. He thought it was an act? Blah, blah, blah. Well, not so much that. It was just, you know, keep in mind, we're talking about the late 80s, early 90s. You know, we're talking about not 1990. Migraine... You know, play through the pain, blah blah blah. You get, you get the tape it up. That mentality, um, and there was a lot of people whose reaction is, "Oh, he's soft, or he can't, he can't, he can't do it in the clutch in the big one." Um, there was some of that out there. Yeah, I've known people though who have had headaches debilitating to that oh, level yeah. where you'd lose your vision. Right, and and, and that's why it's interesting because now. They're talking about it, and none of that's getting talked about. But I can tell you, I heard stuff in sports radio at the time, or I heard stuff locally from people where people would talk about, yeah, migraine. You know, um, and I was kind of surprised how suddenly that wasn't an issue. And, yeah. and I, I thought that was interesting. And Jordan kind of comes off as uh, sympathetic to a, to, a, to a degree. Which was surprising. Yeah. Which was surprising. Because, because I'm telling you, at the time when it happened, nobody was all that sympathetic. Yeah. Most people's reaction was, oh, Rodman got in his head, and that's what really happened. Yeah. Is, is Rod, Rodman got in his head, and, and, and that, was, that was what happened. Um, to your question about what's next, it sounds like we're going we're gonna to see some stuff about the Dream Team. Um, if they have the film 
if they have the film, there's I read so I read this book on the Dream Team back a few years ago, and um, they talk about a game that happens in practice, and I can't remember the exact teams, but it's basically Jordan versus Magic. I know Scotty is on the team with Jordan, and I can't remember who else it is. Okay, and they played a game in practice that probably was more fierce than any game they played <laughs> for for the Olympics. And I know that there is film of it, but I read the account in the book, and based on reading on the account, just reading the account in the book and the books on and books about it. It may have been one of the greatest games ever played. So this was uh, the 92 Olympics? Yeah, this was a practice during the 92 Olympics. Okay. And my understanding is Jordan and Pippen came back from some sort of deficit and and ended up winning the game. Hmm. Um, and it's supposedly like... And it's on YouTube. You can okay. find it. Okay. But I'm hoping ESPN cleaned it up and made it easier to, to watch, if you know what I mean. Um, I'm hoping that. Um, um, two I more, two curious. quick takeaways from me. Um, mm-hmm. They showed. I, I'm glad they showed the footage of Michael Jordan holding the trophy, crying. That was that was pretty cool um, when he first won. And uh, you look at the vent, the old footage of Bob Costas, and mm-hmm. was it episode one or two? And holy shit, Bob Costas is like plastic man now. Yeah. He's had a lot of work done. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, Jordan's eyes are bloodshot a lot in this episode. Yeah. In it's these like... episodes. Which makes me think that maybe there was this was done after something that was really, really, really difficult to talk about. The other thing I expect that we're going to see in these next two episodes is I think we're finally going to get to... We're going to finally get to hear from Tony Kukoc. Um... Because this is where, because the Dream Team's also a time when Kukoc has not come over yet or is about to come over and play for the Bulls. And, you know, this is somebody who got more money than Scotty, and and there's always been talk about this. But there's a game in which the Dream Team plays, I think it's Yugoslavia he was playing for at the time, and Jordan and Pippen basically pretty much made it their mission that he wasn't going to score. Hmm. And he doesn't. And I'm positive that's going to get talked about in five and six because Kukoc was kind of Krause's boy, if you understand what I mean. Right. And 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 it's why do we need this guy and all that stuff. Ironic. I, I, like I said, I'm curious to hear what I'm hoping we're going to hear from Tony Kukoc talking about it. But I suspect that that's going to get talked about. Um, I'm still waiting because I'm curious to see what how this is going to go, which is the two years that Jordan is out and the one year that the Bulls got hosed by Hugh Hollins and the the point where Scottie Pippen decided to sit on the bench for for the last 1.8 seconds and Tony Kukoc saves the day. Um, I'm curious how that gets played out too. Hmm. Especially because yeah. it's not really a Jordan thing. Jordan's gone at that point. Um, right. 
and I'm curious well, to see how that does or doesn't get smoothed over because yeah. I'm sure they're going to talk about yeah. it. This has become appointment television for me, so I'm, I'll be watching it this Sunday, obviously. So this is good. I'm, I'm yeah. digging this. And, of course, obviously you're digging this. And this came at a time in my life where my sister had married a guy who was a huge uh, Chicago sports fan, huge sports fan in general. I mean, watching it through, you know, when, when uh, my – sister and her husband her first husband had dated and then they got married and he's following it and so we're all following it and we're watching it like on uh, uh for just family gatherings okay we're watching the bulls play because of their their rise to fame and even before, leading up to their first championship so uh-huh. this is yeah this is bring me back memories of uh living back in that day so this is really great i'm in i'm digging this series yeah um it's funny. I heard somebody. I heard somebody say about uh, last week. I didn't know what it was. It was Casey Johnson. Uh, Casey Johnson, who is the the who is the beat reporter late in the '90s and is currently the beat reporter. Is currently doing still on Bulls beat for um, NBC Chicago, uh, which covers which covers the Bulls. Um, like he said. Michael Jordan wins again, which is he had this documentary, and when does it air? In the middle of a virus where everybody's locked in, in inside and there's no sports. That's right. Yeah, so let's see, no see some of the some of the promos uh, for ESPN. Like they're showing all these great sports moments, and they just have the caption the next to it that says, "Yeah, we know, we miss it too." <laughs> right, yeah. and, and here's here's an opportunity where it's. You know, if if I'm the Chicago Bulls, you know, or if I here Jordan, here's here are the winners. Jordan's a winner in this, and ironically, in the end, so are the Chicago Bulls, because right now, all you keep hearing about is the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bulls, throughout the world, or throughout the country watching this. Right. Um, was like beginning of uh, was it part two where they went to Paris for some exhibition game and they were like it was like the Beatles right that's that was for the McDonald's All-American thing that they right. not All-American the McDonald's Open that they used to run out run over in Paris yeah um, and usually the NBA champion would usually go over there it was like kind of like a tournament kind of thing um yeah no huh? hey look so okay um, so any uh any closing thoughts here for uh before we head out of no, I'm just a mellow fellow. Let's just engage the conversation. Jeff? Well, like I said, um, for me, uh, I do have the – I am at the District 30 Toastmasters uh, conference over the weekend, and um, I am going to be the MC for the keynote speaker, uh, who is a world champion and public speaking champion, Craig Valentine, on Saturday. And this, these events are free to Toastmasters, so if you're listening, you should check that out. I am, I'm trying to think of what else I've got this week. Um, I think that's it. Do you, you got anything on Twitch this week, Ivan? Well, uh, let's see. I'm doing a – well, as of tonight, we're doing you know the recording of this podcast. Uh, after this, I'm going to be doing a Twitch TV presentation, uh, but it's not going to line up. With what's happening now, but I am doing another one though uh, on uh, Saturday night. Okay. So, 
I'll be doing one then. It'll be um, Saturday, <laughs> May 2nd. Right. So, yeah, I'll be doing one uh, probably uh, probably possibly at 10 or 11 to 2. You know, do a nice late-nighter and, uh, you know, see how that pans out, you know, for that particular. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this moment. Uh, uh, on first uh, Sunday, so I guess I would be doing the um, – I would be doing Mundo 80s uh, then on Twitch as well, and that would be from 3 to 8. Okay. So you can find Ivan on Twitch, G-A-V-A-N-I-V-A-N. That's yeah. Javen Ivan, or Jivan Ivan with two A's, or three A's, Unless actually. he's being attacked by aliens. <laughs> right. uh, well, thanks, guys. Despite uh, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing. I'm just going to stop, you know, just stay safe and st- try not to get the Rona. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get That's what I'm doing. What's the wackiest thing anybody said uh, coming in and yeah. asked for at the uh, at the hardware store now? Okay, this may have been the stupidest question I've gotten all year. Okay. And a woman oh, called the good. store, and she says, "Is there a way you can find out if I show you my house keys? Is there a way you can tell if it's been copied?" <laughs> It's like you're asking me if you can if I can tell whether or not your key has been made copied. I said no, I said no, that's impossible. I'm sorry. That is a s- Excuse me, ma'am, but that's the stupidest fucking thing I've heard all year. Oh, I don't know about that. I can think of some stupidest fucking things. Yeah. I mean, somebody's had to walk in and ask for, like, hey, you guys got underwear or some shit like that, right? Oh, yeah, we have some. Well, obviously, coming people are coming in asking for elastic. They're asking for empty spray bottles. They're asking for all kinds of crazy stuff because what's going on right now? So people making their own masks. So they're like, do you have elastic? Like, no, we have rubber bands maybe with the office stuff, but that's it. But no. Yeah, we have people asking for crazy stuff every day. But yeah. What's the craziest thing they've ever asked for besides that? I mean, like, what's the craziest item anybody's ever asked for? I had to think about that. I had to get back to you next week on that. Stay tuned. You'll get more uh, crazy ass shit. Nobody's like walked in and been like, hey, do you have any lingerie or anything like that? Well, sometimes, you know, sometimes we'll get a, like a, a case of something and we'll just hang it up. Like we've like a couple of years ago, we've gotten like sundresses. <laughs> so we'll have a rack of sundresses at the front of the store up by the entrance. Because when I think about fashion. Yeah. So speaking of where you can go. <laughs> yeah. We're on Instagram. Shout up your yin yang. Yeah. But yeah, okay. We're. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. We're on YouTube. Click the bell. Subscribe. You know when new content drops to the internet lands. Of course, and you can see all our crazy stories from our extra show, our bonus side content to our loyal listeners. Also, it was called News of the Squared. Shout out to Scott. All the crazy stories that he and other sources uh, are acquired to our crazy news stories on our Facebook page. Click, 
click and like us and follow us there click on the Facebooks. Like you can follow you can follow Ivan on Twitch. That's Jivan Ivan. And you can download these episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms, not just YouTube. You can go to Podbean, Anchor, Apple, Google, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Spotify and other ones. You can listen to this show. You can email us if you like. Contact us that way. That'd be cool. S-O-T-R-T podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> We're being invaded. You're being invaded by the aliens. <laughs> Oh, our missile command. Batman is playing Galaga. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Ow, uh, damn. Oh, that's loud. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. All right. Take care, folks. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, don't get hit by Galaga.